Hi guys, it's Tony Robbins. You're listening to Habits and Hustle. Crush it. So today on the podcast, we have social media, Instagram, wellness sensation, Melissa Wood Tepperberg, who is not just a digital entrepreneur and founder of Melissa Wood Health, um, and of course, the creator of the MWH method. Uh, She is someone who people really gravitate to for her I guess it is not just her voice because she has the most soothing voice as you will hear in a few seconds, but how she is all about self-acceptance and raw and authenticity. And, you know, she exploded during COVID uh, into almost a million followers, but not just a million followers who are just following along, who are, I'm talking people who are like truly engaged with everything that she does in a real, real way. And I, I really wanted to have Melissa on the podcast to talk about how, how to really create and, and, and grow a really engaged community, right? It's one thing to have a bunch of people following you, but it's another thing to have them super engaged truly into every aspect of your life. And she does, she does this exceptionally well. Um, her, her app has over 200 workouts and meditations. She, um, is a big believer in a plant-based diet and I just, I just really, uh, I'm really looking forward to looking forward to you guys listening to the conversation, um, and hearing all sorts of different wellness tips. And I should also say one thing about Melissa, which I really, really uh, value and appreciate, is the honesty. You know, Melissa didn't just become Melissa just overnight. She was very honest and raw with how she got her her journey. Um, of really not having the, you know, not having confidence in herself and having a lower self-esteem and having an eating disorder. And so I, I really love when I uh, speak with people who have really a heartfelt story and not letting their trauma keep them down. And anyway, well, you'll tell me your, what you think after you hear this podcast. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I was just listening to your podcast with Chelsea. Oh, you were? Yeah. Oh, great. It's so good. You're oh. so lovable. Oh, thank you. So are you. I have to tell you, uh, I feel like you kind of like came out of the blue, like out of nowhere, <laughs> like, 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 a, like, a, like a train, like a, like a massive train. I mean, I didn't know who you are. And then within like two weeks, everybody was asking me if I knew who you were, if I follow you, have I seen you? Like, it was like, no, it's amazing. What you've built and what you've done, I think over a very short, I mean, I don't know. We're going to obviously find out, but get into it. Right, right. It was we'll longer than it. what everyone sees, of course. That's right. Of course. I mean, yes. they always say like it takes 10 years for an overnight success, right? So oh, definitely. Right. So I mean, I know people all assume that you just kind of like became like this wild craze on Instagram in the last year, but I want to hear about like how you've done it, because it's never like that. So right? No, never, never, never. For me, it's was really just about consistently sharing my message. And I've consistently been doing that for over six years. 
where, mm-hmm. it was, you know, like six years where I honed in on what it was that I felt was my niche, was my gift, was what lit me up, was what got me excited to share every day. And I mean, I've been doing it for much longer than the six years, but I would say once I really got clear with what it was that I was interested in, what cracked me open and staying consistent with it. And and still today, I mean, I'll probably use the word consistently (laughs) often throughout this episode with you because it's really what has me here. Wow. I mean, I'd like to talk about it because, you know, I think if people just see you on Instagram, they think you have this beautiful charm life and you've always had that beautiful charm life. And from the the little I do know and the research I have done on you, it's that really wasn't always the case with you. You kind of came from a more of a rocky beginning and you created this life for yourself. You took ownership and did this. Definitely. I mean, it it wasn't always like this. And I think it's so easy to see what we all see and to be able to have judgment towards it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, it honestly doesn't even bother me because I used to judge people too. And of course, like I, you know, there's still a judgy bone in there and I work really (laughs) hard at not allowing that to move through me on a daily basis, but it happens, but it's, it's been, um, yeah, quite a journey. And, and I, you know, I've really created the life that I live with choices that I've made and it's, it, it hasn't been easy, but I've, I've always known that I wanted to be this person. And it sounds so crazy because I think when you're not that person, but I, it was like, I, I literally could feel, it was like, I, I could see it. I could feel like the embodiment of how I wanted to show up every day. And I mean, I work really hard today, every day to really be who I am and to, to share myself in the way that I do, because I, I have to work at it. I'm not just, you know, I think people think I'm just super friendly and overly happy and positive all the time. It's really not that. And I'm okay sharing that. You know, I, I have a lot of reactive tendencies and I I get super irritable, easy. So I work to really balance the fire. I have a lot of fire. I'm triple fire sign. Really? Okay. So let's talk about that. Like, give me some, um, because I, I, there's so many things I wanted to ask you, but I guess we should start at the beginning, right? So yeah. what what kind of was that pivotal moment like that? What kind of habits did you did you instill earlier in your life after your... Well, tell us a little bit about your background and then like how you kind of transitioned or evolved more into who you are today and what you're doing. Because to your point, I wanted to say, you know, I hate to say this, but like when I first... Start, started to look at you and watch you. I'm like, come on, like as if anyone's life is like this perfect, right? Like you look beautiful, you're tall, you're beautiful, you have a beautiful, beautiful family. Like there has to be like a chink in the armor somewhere, right? Um, and that's Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because like when I was telling a lot of my friends or people like who's coming on today, blah, blah, blah. And I, I said it was you. 
everyone's like, well, is she that like, is her life really like that? You got to find out, like, does she really have a life like that? Tell me. And I'm like, I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out. So, you know, that's so funny. I, most people say that to me. I'm sure, you know, so I, I, that's why I want to like really unpack everything. So the floor is yours, Melissa. Okay. Listen, that's why I, I mean, first of all, I don't have a perfect life. I, I have a beautiful life because I, I want a beautiful life. Mm-hmm. And that is, I work so consistently in maintaining, the, you know, the, the level of life that I want, because I know what it feels like not to wake up and be happy about your life and to feel like there's nothing to be happy about, you know, like that was my childhood. Like I, I had, um, a troubled childhood and that unfortunately can really weave into every aspect of your being, no matter how much you've grown away from it. There's Mm -hmm. so much work to constantly be doing on yourself to really shift your way of thinking and your perception towards yourself, towards, you know, coping mechanisms that worked at a certain point in your life. And you know, I have four sisters. I have a brother. I have a shit ton of siblings. <laughs> my, you know, like my wow. parents did the best that they could. And it's, it doesn't matter, right? Like we all need certain things. And if you don't receive what you, you need, you look for things elsewhere. And for me, it was, you know, growing up in a small town and knowing that I I, I thought I wanted to leave, but it's also like, where am I going? Right. I don't have money. My parents aren't paying for it. So I've always had this hustler mentality. I mean, I have been a worker ever since I, ever since anyone would hire me to, to work for them. It was, I worked on a farm. I picked strawberries. I worked in a pizza shop. I, I did anything to make my own money and to gain my own independence and really to help my mom. You know, my mom worked a lot of jobs and I wanted to get my thing, my sister's things for school. And I've always had this motherly, um, just like a nurturing character about me. Yeah. Like super nurturing, but also, you know, when you, I think when you grow up and your parents aren't as present, you emb- you become like I'm, I was like a mini mom. And that served me. That really served me because I knew how to go for things, right? Like I wasn't afraid to be persistent with a job that I wasn't so sure that I was going to get. And then I would get the job. And I, I've always been that way. I mean, when I moved from Syracuse, I was working three jobs. I had just graduated from a community college there. And I thought in my mind that I wanted to go to college. Like I wanted to go to a, I I, I was like, well, I'll, I'll go to Syracuse University because that sounds, that sounds nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that looks good. That's a nice thing to talk about at a dinner. Right. That was like all I cared about, right? Like being accepted and being enough for the conversations that you're, a part of. And, and then I came to New York for a weekend. Just my girlfriend was moving here. I had never been to New York. I hadn't traveled much. I'd been to Toronto. Like I never traveled. And I it was like, I saw the world in front of me walking around New York. And it was just this 
feeling of endless opportunity and this energy and this buzz that I had never felt within me that I just, I felt this way the second I came here and I ended up leaving with a job. <laughs> like I literally got a job the weekend that I was here. Doing what? I worked at the Chanel counter in Syracuse. That was one of my three jobs. Okay. And I was a bartender. I worked at an auto supply. It was like, I, li- I was like doing anything and everything to make money and store money. And, the, you know, I left, I went home and I was like, I'm, t- I'm going. Like I'm moving to New York. I had no idea how. I had no idea where I was going to stay. I had a boyfriend that I lived with. And I just, I went home and I said, I'm moving to New York. And I I ended up driving a U-Haul here. I stayed with my friend's friend. And then we ended up getting a tiny little apartment on the Upper East Side. I had no idea what I was doing. But there, I think it was... I have, I have such a love for New York and I love sharing my dire love for New York because it literally, it like pulled me here. It was like the energy and I still feel this way today. Like every day that I walk out on the street, I'm like, it just, it's brought this aliveness out in me that it's, I've, I've really learned how to like see the fear and like do that shit anyway, because I'm like, you know what? And if what, like, at least if it doesn't happen, right. I learned something, you know, I'll, I'll take something away from it. So, yeah, I mean, I moved here completely just, I had no idea. I was working at the counter. I had no friends. And then, you know, I had people telling me that I should model. I always wanted to model since I was young right. because I think when you hear that when you're when you're young like oh you're so beautiful you should model you start to identify your strength with your with the external thing that right. people are complimenting you for so i that i was like oh well that's my strength right so i i feel as if yes i led with that for a long period of my life and then you get to new york and you go to a casting and there's like you're like wow everyone's fucking gorgeous. And right, right, right. Oh shit. Like what am I thinking being here? And you start to spiral in that mindset quite quickly. Right. Because, you know, it's like every attractive girl that was told they were pretty from their small town, they all come here. They all, exactly. It's a melting pot for melting. You know, LA or, or, LA. or um, New York. Anyone who is something in their hometown eventually migrates to those two, you know, to LA or to New York. Yes. And then you look around and you're like not booking any of the jobs and you're like, well, no shit. I'm not booking any of the yeah. jobs. Wow. In the room, like they should take the job from me. Exactly. So wow. Definitely started that, you know, I started to really see think myself as not being enough. Like it was, but it was, it was a piece of it because I came with that already embedded. While yes, people, you know, would compliment on my looks, but there was this thing, and I think it's because of a lack of love, possibly growing up, where you you feel like there's there's something missing. And for me, when I moved to New York, it was the first time that I I I realized that I had just shut the door on all the feelings that I felt. And then when I moved here and I didn't have, 
friends to just go hang out with her. You know, it was different. I didn't have so much of a circle. I I was with myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Things really started to come up. I started to really, um, re- before I recognized I had anxiety, it was like this just constant state of anxiety that was fueling, fueling me to do everything. And then it, it was really that feeling that led me to having an eating disorder. And I think that combined with wanting to model mm-hmm. and not getting signed as a model because of my size. And it, I mean, it's great. Like your size, how tall are you, by the way? You like, you seem like you're like six foot five. No, I'm five, nine now. I've grown an inch from my workouts. I'm not kidding. Are you serious? Where to you? I was like five, seven and a half, five, eight on a good day during my modeling years. Uh, And trust me, I know because I won't name the very big modeling agency who was like, honey, you are five, seven on your best day. Like we have five. And I was like, okay, we'll be getting that. Well, how is that? Po- you look like you're like six foot, like on, on Instagram. I mean, I know it's Instagram's not exactly the greatest, you know, barometer for that, but I am tall. I'm tall, but I've also elongated with yeah. my style of workouts. I believe like my posture is much better. And Pilates has a way of really almost mm. like you've just lengthened totally. your body, you know? And so, yes, I, I think just constantly being told, from agents that, you know, you, I was a little too short, but I was, I needed to, it was, it was just unfortunate to hear, but you need to lose 10 to 15 pounds. And it just, it all just jumbled together. And then that became a coping mechanism for me. But where would you lose weight from? Like you were like so thin. I don't like from your toes. I mean, were you this (laughs) thin back then? Like, I mean, listen, I, I was, probably 25 pounds heavier. I mean, I don't weigh myself anymore, but I can tell just from clothes and, you know, when I wow. was weighing myself, I was wider. It's interesting too. I don't, I, I mean, I'm telling you, I know it to be the form of movement that I do, but it's also, I believe I, have really shifted the way that my mind works through meditation, through just leading a more mindful life. And that doesn't mean that I don't have fucked up thoughts or have really bad days or morning. Like I had a rough morning where I was spiraling really quick. And then just being able to catch myself and be like, you're being a fucking bitch. Like, give us an example. Like, what were you spiraling about? Well, my daughter has been like waking up early at like 5am, but she's been on this tear of just going insane. (laughs) Like she's, I call her like a baby pterodactyl. Like she (laughs) wakes up and she runs through the house and she's like, I'm hungry. She's so bossy. And I'm just like, I can't handle this. Like you are not, you know, and just like raising my voice and being like, no, you cannot behave this way. Like I'm the boss. And just, you know, when you start your day, yeah, that tone, it, it really trickles through the rest of it if you let it. Right. So I think for me, just feeling that like irritable presence and just being annoyed and short tempered and raising my voice. And I'm just like, okay, 
great. I am not very happy with the way that I have handled this morning. However, I forgive myself because I'm tired. I'm about to get my period and like, okay, I'm going to, I don't want to keep going this way. So for me, it's being able to identify that that behavioral pattern, right? Because that was my behavioral pattern growing up. That was what I grew up with. There was a phone to communicate, yelling, screaming, raising your voice. That was normal. And as much as I dislike it and I don't love it, it's still there. I still have it so deep within me. So I, I have to work at it. I have to work at not being so reactive because I can cut right through really quick. And these are things people don't really know because, I mean, I sh- I, sh- I shared this this morning, right? Probably in a more gracious manner, but it's, you know, we all have our stuff and, and I, I work at mine. It's one thing like I will never stop working on because I know that's not who I want to be. I don't want to show up as that person. Have you catch yourself in that moment in that time and then pivot or change that behavior pattern? It's the hardest thing to do, especially if that's what you're, you know, the best from your childhood, that's like your go-to, right? Yeah. How, what do you do? How do you even tell people, all these people who are all your followers and, and, and with yourself even like, what do you do? I know yeah. you do meditation. Is it meditation that kind of grounds you? Oh, definitely. But I think when you're just like actively in it, for me, it's just like, take, like taking that pause and like a really deep breath where I'm just like, <sighs> like, I feel like I'm, you know, you feel like you're going to cry almost, but just yeah. Being like, okay, I am being, whew, like I'm scared of myself right now. And right. just, I, I think it's, it is through that like forgiveness towards yourself because it's so easy to be like, oh, like, why are you being like this? Like they're kids. And, and it's, it's literally just, it's, it's things I know. I'm like, I don't want to be like that towards them, even though I was annoyed or whatever. Trust, I get it. Ends. I have two kids myself and they're small and they, and like they, the behavior is just like, you know, me too. Like I just lose it. And then I feel guilty and bad. and I don't like the way I'm acting. And then I do it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? The one thing that like this, this morning, right. So I did that where it was like the pause, almost cry. And then I go over to my kids and I'm like, I am so sorry for raising my voice because you know, mommy does not like to raise your voice at you guys, but I'm just, I am, I'm not feeling my best. I'm really tired. And I just, I, I just want you guys to know. And I've, I've always communicated with, I mean, my son is six, always like that. And he really, he's like, mom, it's okay. It's like, I know. And he's like, Eleanor's been so bad. <laughs> and and then like, yes, it does happen again. But I think just like the communication with them, I'm like, you guys remember mommy said she, she needs a minute today and they do grasp it. Like they're so self-aware. And I mean, my son will say like, mom, just go meditate. Like he knows. I mean, my husband will say it too. So it's definitely a thing in our house that like, they know, like I need to meditate. This is not just like a leisurely fun thing that I like to do and have time to myself for. Yeah, it's great, but I actually really need it and it helps me cope with everything. So I'm not okay or I'm okay being super verbal about that. 
When did you start the meditation? Because I, for me, it's really difficult. I can't do it longer than, well, I can't do it at all. Let's be honest. I get very antsy. You, and can. you can. Don't tell yourself that. <laughs> Everyone says that. I mean, a lot of people come on here and they say that meditation is one of the key you know, principles of their, one of their key habits, I should say. And it's helped people. There's all sorts of different forms. Do you have a particular kind that you do or is it just? I really, I'm like, I'm really interesting because a lot like my own method where I take things that I really like and that I love to blend and kind of make my own formula for what feels good for me that day. I'm, I'm, I'm super intuitive. So it's, very much off, you know, how I'm feeling and what I think I, I feel I need. And it's been for, for the foundation of it, it's transcendental meditation, mm. a mantra base with blending in, you know, mindfulness practices that I like when I guide, it's my, you know, I guide in like a mindful way mindful meditation. And, and then I've been really getting into Kundalini, which has been very challenging. So it's, you know, the form of breath work and mantra and it's a movement and there, there's so much, I'm really just scratching the surface. I mean, I've dabbled in Kundalini for years, but the more that I do it blended with my own form and I'll be sharing more of this. This is definitely something that I will be sharing more on the platform because it's really helping me because I do think I, because I, you know, tend to run in that like fight or flight mode. Naturally, mm-hmm. Like I can wake up and just be on the hamster wheel all day if I, if I let myself. So I have to bring myself back down to my parasympathetic nervous system where I feel rested and digest, where I can rest and digest. So I find after doing kundalini practices that I feel high almost where I'm like, whoa, I, I, I feel different. And kundalini can, is very intense. So I'm, I'm bringing my own little approach to, to it. And it will, it will be shared. It's just a matter of me. You know, I like to really get comfortable with things before. I mean, even when, before I started sharing things, it's a matter of feeling good to, you know, what you're doing to put out there really confidently. But I, I meditate every single day and, and I can tell you right now, and, and this is a fact that I would not be who I am, the woman that I've become. I wouldn't be doing the work that I'm doing if, if I did not have a commitment to a daily meditation practice. And I can tell you why, because my mind, I've had to relearn ways of thinking, simple things like learning how to love myself and learning how to look in the mirror and not pick myself apart for the things in the, that were brought to my attention for so many years. And understanding that that's actually what makes me me and that's the beauty of me and to be comfortable moving forward with that. And then to be able to look at people who I was so quick to judge and to to be able to, you know, release that judgment and look at people through loving, compassionate eyes. And that's what led me to my mat to finding a way of movement that made me stop working out, to burn calories, to punish myself, 
to try to, you know, transform myself in, in a destructive way. It, it made me move with love. And, and I shared this with love because it's what transformed me. That's what transformed me. And it was through the foundation of my meditation practice that helped open, it opened up a whole new world for me It helped me. I mean, I'm telling you when I, when I say this, I, I really mean it. I'm a completely different human being. I'm a, I'm not the same person. Wow. So then how did you get into that? So we, before we like went on this whole tangent, you were saying that, you know, when you were, you know, bring me back. Yeah, no, I'm going to bring you back right now. Um, (laughs) When we were, you were saying something about um, when you were in New York and you were going out for these auditions, you came, you, you started to have, you got an eating disorder because people were, were all the rejection, feeling not good enough. When you came from a place of beauty was kind of the thing that you were kind of your strength. Like that was the thing that people, you, you, that people kind of always said you were right. How, so what happened with that? How did you go? I mean, cause I feel like, I mean, you're the, you know, more than me. I feel like disordered eating, eating disorder comes in so many different ways. Right. Yes. And once you have it, don't you kind of feel like you always have it and you have it in your brain, like it's hard to, get rid of it? How did you kind of move through it? And where are you happy to talk about that? Because I I think that's what we're led to believe. And by no means am I an eating disorder specialist. I, you know, of course, I got professional help. So that that's right. Yeah, I know. I I know. I know to say that because people have said that to me before, like, but you say that, but like, I've always had this issue with food. And I'm like, what I've learned through understanding why that became my coping mechanism, because it definitely, it was enhanced from not feeling enough from wanting to model, but it, that was my tool to cope with my anxiety that because I filled myself up and I released, I was bulimic. And how long were you bulimic for? And yeah, I was for a good five years and it was off. It was on, it was off. It was you know, not here for a while. And then it was here consistently. And then it was gone. And for me, I never thought I had an eating disorder. I thought it was like, oh, this thing, it was normal. A lot of people did it. And then right when it was getting to the point where I was realizing, oh no, this is something that even if you don't do it all the time, like the fact that I even resort back to it ever is a problem. And for me, it was knowing it was a problem asking for help and actually actively getting help. So it was those steps that I took where things started to shift. And through therapy and working with incredible coaches, life coaches, health coaches, I really understood for the first time in my life that it was never about the food. The food was my that was my blanket. That was my coping mechanism. Some people reach for alcohol. Some people reach for drugs. Some people reach for sex. Whatever it is, right? That's mm-hmm. totally. that feeling. And that was it for me. And I also think it stems from growing up when you're poor and you, you can't afford the you know, like it sounds crazy, but like, do you remember those like like just like the Christmas trees, the like <laughs> like the did you ever eat those? Well, I'm like, Jewish, so I never had Christmas tree cookies, okay. but 
<laughs> well, I am now Jewish, but they were I was gonna say, like yeah. Christmas tree cakes and you know, it's like I totally know what you mean. Things. Yes, so, whatever it is that you wanted and you couldn't get it. I thought I yeah. listen. I was under the impression and belief it's about control, though, right? It's the uh, one. Thing. It was control, totally. It was trying to control an outcome of dealing with what was coming up and not knowing how to. So once I understood that and was able to say, like, okay, well, that's clearly not working. And that's only going to work for a short period of time or however long, you know, until you have that breaking point and then learning new coping mechanisms. So that was where meditation really started to weave its way into my life where, you know, I've, people were always talking about it, but it was when I was really open to the change and wanted to change. And I took a weekend workshop here in New York for TM And it was like, that was, I mean, I literally meditated ever since because I felt such a drastic shift in my mind. So it was for me and what I believe is why I I have no disordered way with food now because I have strengthened my mind to the point where I'm able now to see what's in front of me and and to recognize what it really is instead of just, you know, resort to the thing that I used to resort to that was just putting a bandaid on it to begin with. Mm -hmm. Totally. And then so today to like, even now, how do you, does it still have, do you still have thoughts about that? Do you still have to manage it or is it so, or do do you have bouts of it? Never. I haven't for years. I have a beautiful relationship with food because I've cultivated and developed a beautiful relationship with myself. I love myself. I fully love and accept every ounce of myself in a way that it has zero attachment to ego. It's, it's like, like I love myself as if I'm like the three-year-old version of myself. You know, I take care of myself in a way that I know I need and have always needed to be taken care of, but now I do it for myself. That sounds so, that sounds beautiful. I mean, and I think that's what people feel when they follow you. I think that there's such a raw authenticity to that, that what keeps people so like in love with you and engaged with you. And no, it's true. I mean, I can see it because it's like, it feel it feels real and yeah. it doesn't seem arrogant because a lot of, or because or, a lot of times I think when people have this like, quote unquote, perfect life on social media, I think a lot of times it can be very intimidating or off-putting to some people who feel jealous that they can't have it, they don't have it, whatever else. But I think your your gift is that you you really are aspirational, but it's it's done in such a, there's such kindness around it and rawness to you. And so kudos, because I think whatever you're doing, it's working great. Thank you. No, I mean, listen, I, it's not always so easy to share everything, right? Like you get knocked down for sharing it, for not sharing it, but I've really, like, I know who I am. I know what I've been through. I know the, like what I'm here to do and to be able to share my story and to be able to connect with a girl who sees and feels that there's no other way and to be able to like grab her and be like, there is, you can create 
the life that you want to live. You can choose to be happy every day, even when you have a bad morning and make that choice not to let that bleed into every aspect of your day. And it's, it all boils down to that choice and your daily choices, what you choose to spend your time with, where do you put your energy? Who do right. you And I think the more that I can share this message and to be able to strengthen people, right. And to remind them that like the power is, is here and with God and, and the letting go of it and knowing that there is this power and guidance system bigger than all of us. And I think for me, it's without feeling like it's too woo woo, like connecting to a source greater than, than myself has really guided me in a way that I, it's given me confidence with, with sharing this message. And it, it wasn't always this way, but I, I, I think about that a lot. Like I think about the girl, like the seven-year-old version of myself who, you know, was witnessing my parents' divorce and was just gutted and thought that life was just what you get what you get. And you, you know, it's mm, not totally, that. I was that person for most of my life. So knowing that, you know, I, you can transform it, you can transform it, but you've got to really want it. And you've got to be really honest with yourself about your shit. Absolutely. So carry a lot of shit and a lot of other people's shit that isn't even ours, but to, to want to shift it is it takes work. Like there is no finish line. <laughs> this is a never ending destination Absolutely. that you've got to hop on and you have to know that you're going for a ride. Absolutely. Let's, let's start with how then, how do people start besides meditation, which is something that you talk a lot about. What are some other ways people can get on this path, get on this journey I want to hear what you did and so other people can kind of glean some, some insight because you sure. create an entire business that we haven't even got into yet, but how do people, <laughs> how do people I love talking with you? I feel like I could talk to you forever. <laughs> oh, well, I feel the same. And I love that. I feel like you're very honest, which is a breath of fresh air, you know, like a lot of times how people are when they're, when there's like people, other people listening is very different than how they really are I know. when there's not, you know? I I, I will, I'm like, I cannot lead in that way. <laughs> yeah. And it's obvious. And I, I think it's amazing. So yeah. So, so give me some hows for people. Sure. And by the way, the lighting in here is totally off. I look white. I don't know why. Oh, I, I don't. I think you don't, but I felt the same way. I, maybe it's the lighting that you have around, but you don't appear to. Uh, no, I look like I like I'm a ghost and I don't know but, why. But. With putting bronzer on right when you started up. I, you not, know what? I didn't do anything. I was like, why am I so white? <laughs> well, you don't look white. In fact, the whole time you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, God, her makeup looks amazing. <laughs> who did her makeup? Did she do her makeup? Did she have someone who did her makeup? Oh, my Chanel years really served me. It, <laughs> honestly, I'm like staring. I'm trying to call. I'm like, listen, I'm like, her bronzer looks great. I'm like, what did I do? I didn't put on any makeup. But this light's on my face. I look like a ghost just hidden no. here. I swear, but I was, I do. I was saying the same thing. That's why I'm laughing so hard. Like, oh my God. No, you look, you look like you just came from like, I don't know, from, from, you know, San Tropez or something. You look beautiful. <laughs> so, okay. So, you know, I remember a period in my life where it was like you, I externally, it was like there, I had all the things, but I was so fucking empty and unfulfilled 
unhappy with myself. I had no desires. Like I was like, I hated getting up in the morning. I didn't schedule anything before noon. I literally would like before kids, I was like in bed until 11 and getting up before then felt just nauseating. And I realized that, that, you know, then I was dating someone who like jumped out of bed with this excitement and loved what he did. And I was like, what the fuck? Is that your husband now or someone else? Okay. Like people like their life. Like I'm not kidding you. Like I was like, I thought we just had to do this thing. And like, you just, you know, you go through it and you're not happy about it. Yeah. So it was a big shift seeing that level of, you know, it's like excitement and working and wanting to work. And, and then I had, it, it gave me the, the ability to stop and say, okay, well, why don't I feel that way? And then I realized that I was modeling at the time, but it was, I was mostly fit modeling. So I would fit with clients from like nine to six, where I literally would stand and it was as if I was the mannequin in the clothes garments were fit on my body. Oh, is that the kind of model you were? Were you like, I've, I've done a, you know, I did print modeling for years, but a consistent paycheck. If you have, you know, the, my measurements were for fit. It was like amazing. You know, I, I made a great living off doing that, but it, it, it left me feeling a little empty because I, I was never using my voice, but it's funny because during the sessions, you know, if one of the fit technicians had like a stomach ache and I'd be like, well, what did you eat? And how did you go to bed last night? And it was like, I started becoming this like health coach to like everyone around me. And I was, you know, I was very into wellness, but also still finding a healthier relationship with myself. So it was on this beautiful trip. And I was like, okay, if I am not happy here, I will not be happy anywhere. Like something has got to shift in my life. I went home and I made this packed with myself that I was going to take two full days away from it all. And just to tune in to me, to what, what makes me happy. I really didn't know what made me happy. Like what got me excited and made me feel good and aligned. So it was two days, no phone calls with friends, no social media at that time. Social wasn't right, but it's hard to do by the way, (laughs) but taking just two days to yourself And I, I did all the things. And at the end of the day, I wrote everything down in a journal and I wrote down how I felt. And they were just such simple things that made me happy. Like waking up and I I took a yoga class and then I went and got a salad from my favorite salad place. And then I went rollerblading and I went on a walk and it was just, it was all connected to feeling good. Like I realized that I was really happy when I like took good care of myself, but not in this obsessive way that was actually hurting me. So I knew it was like, that was it. I literally signed up for the Institute for Integrative Nutrition the the Monday. Mm -hmm. I was like, I didn't, I called my acting teacher who I loved passed away. She was a huge, she was a you know, that mother, like a motherly figure in my life. And I called her and I said, Alice, I'm not coming back. And she was like, what? No way. Like, I really see this for you. I see you. Something's going to hit. And I was like, I know I'm just not passionate about it. I felt like I was doing it for the wrong reasons, you know, because I was a model and people were like, well, you know, acting, it was just like the natural Mm -hmm. progression. 
And it just didn't do it for me. And it's funny now because I'm like, it's, it's a hobby, right? Like there are elements I really love about it, but it just wasn't my thing. Right. And as soon as I, I started at IIN, it just like opened up just the realm of possibilities for me. And, and I, a lot of my friends were, you know, were former students and I saw what they did and it was like, wow, someone opened, you know, a fitness studio and my friends opened a plant-based food delivery service. So I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had no idea, but I really stayed on, you know, the course of, okay, like when you graduate, you become a certified health coach. And I, I loved coaching people. Like I, it was such a natural thing that I, I realized over the years I've always kind of done, but I didn't focus on it. So then I put my attention towards it and I was still modeling, but I started seeing clients for free at, you know, some of the clients for my modeling jobs. And, and then once I started getting really comfortable and I had an actual system of working with people, I started charging people. And then it was like people work and, you know, started asking me to coach them. And my, I realized it got to a point where I was like, I don't have to model anymore. Like I can, I can, I can do this, you know? And, and I was very fortunate to be with my, my husband, my boyfriend at the time, but who, who provide a lot for me, like a a very stable, safe environment, loving. And at this point I was living with him. So I was fortunate to be able to say like, okay, I, I can now move it where this is my profession. And then I started seeing clients on my own. I I worked with a functional doctor. I was the first health coach he ever brought into his practice. Now it's a big part of his practice. And I learned a lot from him. Shout out to Jeffrey Morrison from the Morrison Center. I learned how to get really comfortable saying, I don't know, (laughs) because Jeffrey would ask me questions all day and and I, I would pretend to know the answer. Yeah that he probably knew I was pretending. And then I would just be like, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I have no idea actually. And it, you know, I was like crushing my ego slowly. <laughs> comfortable doing that because I realized I hated when I didn't know the answer. Right. Like, really dive into the topic and understand more about the work and how to work with people and food. And it was a beautiful experience. I'm so grateful that he took me in the way that he did. And um, it helped me strengthen my ability to work with people. And then I did leave and had my own little practice that I worked with clients. But there was just something missing because I enjoyed it. But I was like, I didn't feel as if I was utilizing my full potential. Right. You know, I was like, this is great, but I can only do so much with working one-on-one. And I just, I felt this, like there was this expansion of something about to ha- happen, but I had no idea. And then. I have, I have a question for you. Cause I, so you were a health coach. So you I, got your, so you, <laughs> yeah, no, no. So you got your integrative nutrition degree. Yes. Versus, okay. And that's like, how long is that program? It's a year and it's all digital. It's amazing. You guys, I like, I loved it. It has been, I mean, such a, it was such a huge part of my life. And I'm really, I don't know that I can share this. I think I can, but I'm going to teach, I'm going to teach a little course on it now. Like just like a little, and I'm like, this is such a, like a full circle. Full circle. 
just like to be able to share a little bit about my journey and how I was able to get here and and share this in a way that I'm like, you can do anything, you can do anything that you put your mind to. So yeah, it was, it was that moment of knowing there was something more and then just having an aha moment, literally after class one day in New York where I... So hold on, I got another question. Hold on. So when you, were, <laughs> when you were a health coach, so what was like, what, what were the parameters you were technically allowed to be coaching on? Just what they're eating, how they're eating, what time they're eating? <laughs> what? As you like slowly start to realize you're like, I'm not a therapist. So I really think you should also see a therapist. Because- well, that's what happens, right? Because people think of you as like the word coach is such a such an arbitrary word these right. days. It is. And it and and I think that's also an element of what made me realize it wasn't entirely my thing. Right. But it did get to the point where people became very in need of me. Mm-hmm. Where that's not what I was trying to do. It was like I wanted to give them the tools and the strength to guide them towards you know, strengthen, strengthening themselves from the right. inside out. But that was definitely a moment where I was like, I feel as if it taught me to create boundaries, but by no means was I a therapist. But, you know, like, like I said about food, right? Most people would come to me because they wanted to lose weight and they wanted to look a certain way and they wanted me to give them a food guide. That was it. Right. That's why people entered. And then we would get in and I would say, um, you know, how's your job? Like, how do you feel about, you know, what you do and your relationship and how do you wake up in the morning? And what's the first thing that you do? And I came from so many different angles, which is a lot of the work I still share now. And will one day really share that in a way that hopefully can be a program. But at the end of it, it was like, wow, you're right. And we, I'm seeing this so differently. And then they're like, but can I have that food guide? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is also something that Right. It's more like, but how am I going to lose these five pounds in a yeah. week? You and know? then it was, you know, in cr- creating a mindfulness practice and really getting people to stay consistent with it and, and movement. And, and it was, you know, is literally bottling up what I share from like a broader sense now, but in such an intimate setting with a person and then realizing like there, what there was that thing missing. And it was like, I had that aha moment of movement. Like, oh my God. Yes. Like I've always been obsessed with movement, but I've had such a fucked up relationship to it and thinking I need to kill myself in the gym. And then the more that I was, you know, strengthening my mind and, and getting really clear headed in my mind. And I would, I was slowing everything down in my life. I mean, I'm pretty fast paced, but it was just in a way where it was like, I could see what was in front of me. Like I was becoming more present and I always did pretty intense trainings and cardio. And I was like really, really intense with everything. And, and then coming out of a class, realizing that it just ignited my anxiety. And I was like, God, if I'm, I went in with a ton of anxiety because I hated the class, but I did it. I thought I needed it. And then I would leave and I'm like, God, I feel worse. (laughs) I feel worse. Like there has to be a way to do this and to enjoy it, but to see results. And it was literally this like, what? And then, you know, I, I was blending Pilates and yoga and, and I wasn't even certified at this time and started sharing it on stories 
And then it, you know, it, it just, it all really started to mold and I, I could, I felt more, I felt this like wholeness within myself. And I knew that that was the direction that I wanted to move. More from our guest, but first a few words from our sponsor. Entrepreneurs are always on the lookout for effective new techniques and ideas to level up their capabilities. But sometimes, as optimized as we want our personal and professional lives to be, it's our tech that holds us back. In this age of remote work, that has never been more true. Introducing Samsung's Galaxy Z Fold 3 5G, a powerful foldable device that is opening up a new world of mobile productivity, giving you greater flexibility to get business done. The Galaxy Z Fold is not just a phone. Open it out and it becomes a tablet with an edge-to-edge 7.6-inch screen. Connect it wirelessly to a smart monitor or a TV and it delivers a PC-like computer experience. You can even flex the Galaxy Z Fold 3 so it stands upright on its own while you video conference hands-free. In tablet mode, you can use multi-active window to work across three apps simultaneously. An optimized life deserves an optimized mobile device. With Galaxy Z Fold 3, entrepreneurs get a three-in-one powerhouse designed to make multitasking easy and seamless at work, at home, and everywhere in between. Learn more at samsung.com slash Galaxy Z for work. That's samsung.com slash Galaxy Z for work. And now to our next sponsor. So a lot of investment apps make it easy to start trading, but just because it's easy to do doesn't mean you know what you're doing. That's what makes Wealthfront different. They make it easy to invest and they make it easy to get smarter about investing. After answering just a couple of questions, Wealthfront will build you a diversified portfolio of low-cost index funds in just minutes. And best of all, Wealthfront is totally automated. They do all the trading, all the rebalancing, and they can even help you lower your tax bill while you invest. To start building your wealth and get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash hustle. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash hustle to start building your wealth. That's wealthfront.com slash hustle to get started today. Now, what year are we talking now? I got like, certified then. Oh, okay, God. So- <laughs> that was over six years ago. And so you became a certified yoga instructor, Pilates? Certified yoga instructor and Pilates, Pilates mat. Pilates mat. Okay. And then, so then when did you start doing this platform online? I mean, when did that happen? Were you starting to teach yoga? Like, were you doing private yoga sessions then for a while or? So no, I never worked privately. I never, I like, I didn't start as a trainer. I like, I've never connected to the word trainer because I was never a trainer. I never trained people. I mean, I did have a few people I worked with privately, but I always connected to teacher. And when I first started to give you like the real background, there, these guys reach out to me who, who were just launching an app and Mm were like, you'd be great for this platform. And I was one of the first people that they brought on 
in it. Their, I think, you know, their ability to see that in me definitely gave me the confidence to do it. Because at this point, like, I was still not Mm. confident with myself. It was like I was getting there, but I was steps away from really owning who I am and, and understanding my own strengths. So that really opened up a whole new sector of me, just like understanding that, oh, wow, I can do this. And and then, you know, I think getting to a point where it was like, I feel like I have my, my own thing and I really want to do my own thing and, and create something on my own, which is what I, I ended up doing. But that was how you started though. You were working already in the technology yeah. space. Got it. Okay. Right. I started digitally. And then, I mean, it really did stem from stories with me. Like this is like when stories became a thing, like before. Oh, yeah. So years ago. Years ago. And then it was more so also connecting with my followers at the time, which I mean, at that time, I don't even know if I was at 10,000 followers, but having them say like, you should share a full, like the full mm. workout, like not just clips. Like we want to see what you do from the beginning to the end. And then being like, okay, you know, and like gaining that confidence from people like wanting to see it. Right. It just, it, for me, because I think I came from this background where I was working one-on-one mm-hmm. and then learning this level of a boundary, right. Where it's like, I can give so much where then at the end of the day, I had nothing left for myself. And it kind right. of sucked me a little dry. But for this, it was like, I can connect with people all over the world, but it gave me this healthy boundary with myself and with people, you know? like Right, totally. I, I totally understand. I, I connected to it from the second I started doing it. I was, it was like, I remember the first video I ever put out and I was like, this is my thing. This is it just, I felt it. I felt this like calling to sharing things digitally. Were you doing that? So well, your app wasn't developed yet though, right? Were you doing it online or just? I, my app didn't come out until December, 2019. Right. That's what I thought. Birthday. Yeah. So I had a website. I had a couple websites where I shared my workouts. I built a paywall behind the website right. and shared them all there. So I didn't even, you know, I, the, the app itself is, is new, but you can, you can work out. I, I say like my site, the app, because it really is like, you can work out with me. It's the same platform from like what outsiders see it, but separately from the tech end, it's too. Was it that like, so was it that the, when the pandemic hit, was it that you were, you were kind of first to kind of be very out there doing these online workouts with people besides Peloton and you, but right. <laughs> I mean, the, you know, but seriously, the people yeah. who were like first, you know, first doing it just had their trajectory. They just went sky high, skyrocketed. And then everybody else kind of fell suit. Like everyone else and their dog are now doing to, I mean, today, not as much, oh, I know. right? Everyone like, Everyone's doing a work. I mean, literally like my next door neighbor's daughter, who's like 13 is now doing workouts on, but you were kind of the first, not a pioneer, but you were doing it already. You were, you had, the app was in perfect spot for that as well. No, it was really, I mean, I was so fortunate to be in this space for the time span that I've been because I had really developed a beautiful community before app ever 
launched. So I was, you know, moving in with a, with a very healthy community that was, it was growing beautifully. And then being in the right place at the right time, definitely really enhanced things. And it, it definitely gave me that fuel to just reach more people because I, I was set up, you know, right. I was set up for it. But you did all the right steps to get there. And then with t- it's timing and opportunity plus hard work. I mean, everything kind of just came together in a really nice way. It did. And, and I mean, obviously through the most unfortunate of times, but being able to offer something that gave people just an ounce more ease in their mind and their body, it felt, it was like, it felt so good being able to share it and to have people, you know, see that it was accessible to everyone, because I think that was really what it woke us all up to understand is that, oh, wow, I can, I can still take care of myself in the way that, you know, I was, but I can do it at home and and I can do it in this short amount of time. So did it surprise you? Like how, how popular you got, like in a, in a, like I said, he was gradually growing, but then when everything kind of hit and all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, like how many, how many followers, I'm not even going to base it on followers, but like just as an <laughs> easy way to gauge it. Right. Where were you before right. 2020? Where were you to where you are now? Well, I can tell you that I went into the pandemic with 250 uh, roughly yeah. and grew double in last than six. Crazy. And it's all but, organic. And the engagement is what it's, cra- what it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> You're so funny. No, it's true. It's like, it's not all even like... That. It is. I mean, like, I know people who have 5 million, 10 million followers and like, they, like no one, whatever, their engagement is like, doesn't even make a difference. But right. like, it was the amount of engagement and like, and I just know just from like a micro, forget about the macro, the micro of people. And I got to take a picture with you for someone I work with a, a young girl <laughs> who like loves you later, by the way, but sure. um, <laughs> who's like, you know, everyone's drinking your spirulina shake. I mean, I, I didn't even like, you know, colonics are that we're, you know, we're getting, people are getting these colonics because that's what you talk about. Um, what else was, it? I mean, there's so, so many things. Your, your, your three M's was it mindfulness, meditation, and movement. I, I mean, I'm hearing it in like the, while I'm at the, when I'm at the grocery store. <laughs> So you're doing something right there, girl. Oh, thank you. I mean, I'm, I feel so, oh, I feel so lucky and blessed to be able to share what I share because I love it. I really love it. And it like, it never gets old. And I really mean that when people, you know, hearing you say that and when people stop me, it, I, I just, I feel so lucky and grateful that I'm here and that I'm, I'm, doing it, you know, because there was a point where I was really afraid to, I was so afraid of myself. So that's look why at you now. Thank you. Uh, what? So, okay. I've got like a few. Okay. So I need to know your morning routine specifically your night routine, I think is very important as well. Um, but my question really is how are you able, like when you grow that fast or any business grows that fast, there's like, it's hard to catch up, right? Cause there's only one you you're also, a, and you look like you're, you're a mom of two, but you look very involved with your kids. Yes, I so, am. So, right? Like, 
a priority for me. Matt, you can, and you can see it. So how are you able to, how are you able to do both? Well, I mean, some days you don't, <laughs> right. Allowing yourself to, you know, fuck up a lot, but it has been a, a learning experience of giving over to understanding that I need a lot more help in every sector of my life. But, you know, I'm such a do it yourself kind of person in ev- like with everything, with work, with ordering my lunch, with just when it boils down to everything, but then understanding that, you know, I, I really look at like what my priorities are every day. And my pr- priorities are my mental health first. I have to do something for my mental health and then making sure that I am a present mother, that I am there for all the things. I I like to do mornings alone with my kids. I like to do evenings alone with my kids and and making time for my husband, like real quality time. It's not as easy, but we work really hard at it, you know, and it's, it, it takes that consistency of being like, okay, we need to spend time together. Like we're both going like this, we're like the night. So constantly coming back to like, okay, what do we want? We want a strong family foundation. And, and then looking at, so, so hiring, you know, our nanny and a weekend nanny was essential for me to give myself the space that I needed to be able to say, you know, I, I'm going to go meditate and move or do a live and whatever it is and not feel bad about it because it, there was a long time that I wouldn't allow a certain level of help in my home, even at work, because I would feel bad about it and guilty that like, no, I need to do it. And now I have really understood the value of building your team, building your team up, people in that have strengths that you do not have and, and, and giving over, like giving over that control so that you can grow, you know, beyond anything you ever thought, because I cannot do it alone. And, and I am, I have always been the woman who thinks she can do everything. Cause I, I can do a lot. Like I can do so much in a day, but I also want to enjoy my day. I want to enjoy every day as much as I can. I don't want to overpack my plate with meetings and just running from one thing to the next. I want a breathable day. And it takes a lot of hiring people and being able to, um, you know, delegate, which took me a while, but I'm getting better at it. And I, it feels good. Like it, I, I feel with all the things I feel breathable. I feel like it's breathable. And I'm like, you know what? Like I I can leave and go take my daughter to ballet or I can pick her up from ballet. And, and I, those are the moments that meant the most to me growing up that I, I didn't have, you know, my parents didn't have the luxury of coming to a game or picking me up from a game. So I just, I know the parent I want to be. So being able to just, you know, expanding the team and being okay with having some more help. Right. How, how big is your team now? I have, there are seven of us like within the team. And then, I mean, my videographer, my, I, you could say like, we're about a team of 10 right now when you count some independent contractors. 
Wow. So do you have so the video guide? So in product, because a lot of this, I mean, there's so much content creation that needs to be done. Yeah. Like, you know, and then you have YouTube. YouTube is different than um, than Instagram. Instagram is different than TikTok. I mean, like, it's so overwhelming. I mean, it, and it's hard to find these people. <laughs> it and, is. Most people don't know, but I do all my I do all my social media. Like, no one does my social media. I've never had anyone do it, but it's definitely gotten to the point. And it's funny too because I've never connected to like coming in and being like, okay, let's have a content creation meeting because it just doesn't feel in alignment. I feel like I'm like performing. So now it's, you know, saying, okay, I need a full-time in-house videographer because I need to capture the essence of who I am, my day Mm -hmm. around me. So I look at it more of just, it's like sharing, but getting comfortable sharing it in front of a camera where it's less like, and now I'm going to create content, you know, like, cause it just totally, It doesn't connect and it feels wrong and it reads wrong. Totally agree. So I I, I could not agree with you more because if you were actually creating content that was more prepared and planned and calculated, it would not come across authentic at all. And that's not. I've tried to do it. It, it, Content calendar. I don't, I don't do a content calendar. Right. It doesn't work. Yeah, no, I literally, everything I share is intuitive and it's, but now because I, um, hi, you know, bringing the videographer in house, it's now it's saying, okay, I'm going to just have you capture the morning of like how we navigate the morning so that it's, it, it is content, right? We're capturing it, but totally. it's a real light, which feels, it feels good. It's the only way it works for me. And by the way, same with my workouts. I don't plan them. I don't, you don't? No, I don't write anything out. When I first started in the space, I wouldn't go to the mat without my pad of paper with every move and every set. And I was so afraid of letting it go. And then when I let it go and I let it move through me, it's because of my meditation practice. I swear I was able to tap into like a strength stronger than myself. And it just started. It's like, it literally flows. That's why I call them my flow because I go in, you know, I have like, we create a recommended workout calendar for each month because my members wanted it. So everything that is really at least given to them is, is based off feedback. So I go in like this, I just finished filming for the month of November. So I start filming December tomorrow and I look at, okay, like what did people love? What do they want more of? And then I give a little, okay, I'm going to do an inner outer thigh focus flow and I'm going to do an ab focus flow. And people really love the arms and back, but I go in knowing that. And then I just riff, I just go with what I would do if the camera weren't on me. It's like, wow. When I would go to the gym in the corner and do my own little workout, like what I would have put myself through and that's how it's all guided. Wow. So how many workouts do you have to do? Do it all like in, so for next month, do you have three days of shooting or how does it work? I film workouts currently two days a week. So I have two workout days and they vary. They're all over the place because it, everything I do depends on my mood. <laughs> like, let's right. Just, right? Yeah. It's yeah. all about the energy of how I'm feeling. And, you know, I, I laugh about like those memes where it's like, you know, this new generation is like, 
you know, my chakras aren't aligned. I cannot come in today. Yes. Get you, honey, stay home. Like, <laughs> I do not need that shit fucking up the office. Like I connect to it because that's how I've been able to right. do everything that I do is off walking in and being like, wait, what did I say I was going to do today? Oh God, it doesn't feel right. I can't do it. And listen, there's a lot of moving pieces. I, I really try to do all the things, but sometimes I'm not in the mood. So it could be anywhere from, I would film two flows that day. That would vary in time. And the beauty is most of my flows, my sweet spot is 20 minutes. Right. I do it. I'm a 20 minute a girl day when I'm not filming. I strive in it. Sometimes it's 15. Sometimes it's 10 or like, it's just something, but they vary. And then some days I'm in the mood and I'm just, I have tons of energy and I'll film four flows, but it averages out to be nothing more than filming for an hour to an hour and a half. Oh, that's it. Wow. So that's it. So what people think that I'm like working out for like five hours, four hours a day, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like even when I film, I'll film a 20 minute flow. I'll take a break. I'll have lunch and then I'll do 15 minute arms and then I'll take a break and I'll do my emails. I'll do whatever I have to do. And then maybe I'll do a 20 minute booty. Like it, it, it's actually for me, feel right. like I'm doing more because I'm giving all of my energy to it and teaching and moving and it's, it's hard to do. Yeah. So it's, it's enough. Like I'm not here the same way I say, like, we are not here to kill ourselves, even with the way that I work. I'm not here to torture myself. Like if it's, if it feels like I get to the point where I'm like, I'm done, I'm done. I'm done for the day with that. What a great way to be. I mean, I, how did you, how did and you're gonna, <laughs> it I know a what, long time. You're going to say meditation. I know what you're going to say. Oh, it's meditation. I, I hate to have that as my answer, but you know, I, I also think I really know myself now. I did not know myself for, I mean, up until really I had my son. <laughs> Does motherhood really as a way of like yeah. showing you who you really are, whether you want to see it or not. And, True. and I'm, I just, I honor that. I really honor the things that I need each day. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to do that. Right. Because I have my own company and I didn't always. So I had to navigate working for other people, but still giving myself the things that I need. And I, I look at it too. It's like, Right now I have kids. Like I take my kids, I wake up with my kids every morning, mostly alone. My husband has been, is, is amazing and we'll do some mornings that are super early and we like tag team. But in order for me to wake up, my daughter's been waking up at five. Yeah. Ugh. Like she's such an early ride. It's hard. I like to wake up and do my stuff before she gets up so that I feel aligned Totally happy. She told me today that I was being so cranky. She's three. And, and, and she, and she knows. <laughs> she was right. Well, what time, the apology. I was like, I'm so sorry. But what time do you know? What time, if she wasn't for five, what time would you normally wake up? Like, what is your morning routine? If I could wake up, I would wake up at 530 if I had a choice. Six would be like a dream boat. But I'm, I, I really like to get my meditation in before I'm with the kids. Because then I'm just lovely to be around. Yeah. Wow. That's it. So you'd wake up at 530 to do a meditation. Oh, yeah. That's that's been something that I've been really working at for 
for a while and, and it doesn't always happen. And I, I always like to keep it real because sometimes out like Eleanor will wake up at five or I'm just extremely exhausted and she'll become my alarm clock. But my day starts to feel really anxiety ridden when I wake up in that manner. So I really, really try. She's just in a vicious cycle right now. So I need to call my girlfriend Anne from Full Feedings, who's like my go-to resource to get my kid to sleep. And <laughs> she's the best. And she, everything, I just need to tweak her day because she's in school all day now. So yes. Nap, but she does a nap. So I just need to get her to bed at 6.30. So it's leaving work at five. It's, yeah, like I have to navigate my whole day around their schedule, which thankfully I can do, but it's also hard to get your child to sleep at 6.30. Oh my gosh. How do you, I mean, that's, your your other kid's six, you said, right? He's like my little like partner in crime though. He's like, helps me. He, you know, we have like the language where I'm like, we're all going to bed right now. Right. And she's like, that's still light out. And I'm like, no, we're all so tired. We have to pretend we're all going to bed and he pretends. And Oh my God, that's great. I know, but it's still, she's, she's has a very strong personality. She's like a me on steroids. Wow. <laughs> I and she's only three. A, like a fiery force. Like I'm like, see myself in real form, but like 10 times more, like, I'm just like, what? I can't, I, I feel like she runs me. Like, I'm like, how do I tell her what to do? Totally. I feel that's how it is with, with moms and daughters. Like my son is also like my partner in crime a little bit and it's a different relationship, but the girl, I swear that's like, they say that the girls and the moms have like, it's a very, it's like an emotion. It's very combative. I feel emotional around her. Like, I'm yeah. Just, why aren't you listening? And exactly. She, on her own tear. And my son doesn't listen either, but that's a whole other. But it's a, it's a different type of not listening though. It's, it's not diff- so obstinate. Yes. I feel like she's doing it on purpose. Exactly. That's how I feel too. <laughs> well, can you tell us what your day, like what is the day in the life? Give me your routines. I think that's like the most, I need your habits. Since it's called <laughs> habits. I know your hustle. I, I need your habits. I'm a hustler and yeah. I have very strong habits. Yeah. I am a creature of habit. They have saved my life. Yeah. I wake up around let's say 536. I avoid touching my phone at all costs. So I give myself 30 minutes before I even look at my phone. Sometimes it's longer, but it has to be a good 30 minutes. And the second my feet hit the floor and I, I swear to you, I, I, I breathe something and I say something to myself that I'm just really grateful for in my life. In it, you know, that moment, it's typically like my kids or my family, but if there's just something, I, I like to take that in. And then I go in the kitchen. I turn on my kettle. I make warm water with lemon and an oat milk latte. And usually while they're cooling, I make my daughter breakfast. This is if let's just say she's awake. She typically is now. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. So today- yeah. I put a show on for her and I went to the couch where I could see the table and her and I did a little meditation and I actually got a good one in. Like I felt really good after until she was like calling for me. Are you able to do it close to her or or like in another room or where? I'm technically in the same space because it's kind of a big open room, but I'm on a, a couch and she's, she was eating by herself with a show because 
I was, I really needed something this morning. Yeah. No, no, no. I get it. Not feeling great about to get my, you know, yeah. Sleep. And then I, I, you know, I get them ready and make her lunch. I get them both dressed, got them out the door, nose away. So I'm doing it all myself. And then I come home and I do a meditation. So I did a a longer meditation. How long? With the the way that I was feeling in your face. (laughs) How much meditation? I mean, let's say the meditation I did with Eleanor, it was maybe 10 minutes, but it wasn't like a grounding. I didn't feel how I like to walk away from my meditation. I don't judge my practice, but I can tell when I could give myself a little bit more time. So I went home, did a 20 minute meditation and then made myself a green juice. I mean, I'm like super regiment. I yeah. make cucumber, lemon, and ginger. I drink that and then I start to get ready. What happened to the spirulina? You don't put the spirulina in so anymore? I do love my spirulina smoothie, but it's it how it depends. Like sometimes I don't crave it. And sometimes I do. So it's really, and like for me, I pretty much drink a green juice almost every single morning before I have anything after my warm water with lemon in my latte. It's and what, always, is in it, what is it though? What's in it? The cucumber? Cucumber, celery. I think I missed that. Cucumber, celery, lemon, and ginger. That's mm. my like standard go-to. Sometimes I'll throw carrots in, maybe an apple, use whatever I have if I need to get rid of things. But I love my green juice. And if I don't have it in the morning and I do feel like my spirulina smoothie, which I had on the weekend, I was like, I I want something hearty to get me in the mood to work out. I'll go for my spirulina smoothie. And then I got ready and I I came to the office. So So you didn't, no workout. So not today because I had to come to the office for my nail appointment, but I will move. Looks great. Thank you. Love it. I will move tonight. I'm going to do just a little like wind down flow because I can feel that I need something like slow moving and it will probably be short, maybe 15 minutes, just a little something. And that's, so you're saying, so so you say you only work out between 15 and 20 minutes a day besides not when you're not um, filming, but I'm saying when you're not filming, that's it. Yeah. Like when I'm on my own time, it's, it's a pretty standard, I would say 20 minutes a day, but I'm really consistent with it. So if I didn't have to run out the door and come to the office, I try to schedule it where, okay, I can come to the office at 1030. And then I would have done a 20 minute, you know, flow and then come, but it's, it's not, I, I share it delicately because every day is different. And although I am a creature of habit, life happens. And sometimes you can't do every single thing that you want to do. So for me, it's being able to look at the day and then find those micro moments where like today I know, right. I have something scheduled at eight 30. So I'll get the kids down by eight and I'll do a little movement right then without being too, I, mean, I don't like to be too scheduled. I right. Schedule, actually. Me too. I hate that. And, and so I like a little, a little bit of fluidity so that I, I can shift. Absolutely. What's your night routine? What time do you go to bed? What do you do before you go to bed? I have a very similar night routine where I, I make my detox tea from Saqqara that I love. I love the taste of it. It's caffeine free and it's just, it like, it's mild that you feel like you're ready to like 
close the night whenever I have that. I dim all of the lights or turn all the lights off. I'm so sensitive to light and sound. So if like Noah comes in and, and he's on a call, I'm like, you gotta go. You gotta yeah. Like, I, I'm so sensitive to it. It's crazy. I will either take a bath or a shower pretty much every night. Like I t- I'm a nighttime mm-hmm. person or I love a bath. And the warm water really calms your nervous system. So I'm a big fan of that. I take Highline Wellness CBD melatonin oil. Love mm-hmm. it. Huge fan. I take their oil in the morning too. But this one for night. And I sit in bed. Sometimes I will... I mean, I'll put my legs up if we're going for like full details here. I'll put my legs up the wall for 15 minutes because I like to drain all the fluid and the inflammation from the day. I had pretty intense veins growing up and I have very visible veins where I've actually had them injected and had I put in them in my 20s. You put what in them? This dye. Oh. Visible. It was very painful and I don't know that I would recommend it. Oh, wow. Plus, I've always been on, you know, I was a cocktail waitress. I worked at a makeup counter. So I've always been on my feet all day. I, I just find that this really works and it also helps kind um, calm you. Yeah. A nice little inversion there. And then I love to read a good book that... Yeah. I mean, they all tend to be self-help books for many years. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite? And what are you, what are you, what's your favorite book? And what, what book are you reading now? I am reading The Law of Divine Compensation by Marianne Williamson. I've read mm-hmm. it once before, but I like to read her books a couple of times because I find there's so much just amazing things that you can learn from, right? With anything a couple of times. Yeah. My all-time favorite book is also by Marianne Williamson, A Return to Love. Mm. It changed my life. I love that book with all my heart. I've read it four times. I'll probably read it again because it's just such a go-to manual for anyone on this journey of, you know, really focusing on self-love and, and I think just patterns in their life. Like if you, you know, choose partners that don't serve you. I I find it to be a really great, just like manual that you can continually come back to when you're feeling any form of weakness or just self-doubt. It's beautiful. And what other book do I love? I love You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay is phenomenal. Mm, Those are good. Those are good recommendations. And then, um, what okay wait so what supplements did you say you take and what time do you go to bed i didn't get the rest of that i, I got the cbd one yes i sometimes i take a ray blow at night if i'm feeling like i actually take it right before i'm about to get my period and it really helps with that painful uncomfortable mm. oh and it's so clean all organic i love that brand i share it all the time they also have a calm if i feel like i really need to like take a chill pill i'll take their calm supplement i take what else do i take at night that's it that's all i take really is the cbd oil sometimes i'll try I love, love wellnesses, lights out. I like to try things all the time, but I would say like, these are my 
pretty standard. Um, oh, Mind Body Green has a great sleep support as well. If I'm like not with the kids, I'll take sleep support and I can sleep for 10 hours. It's great. Oh, wow. Um, okay. you- my, like, there's nothing more that I love than sleep. Yeah, no, I get you. <laughs> up at 5.30 is like, it's really hard to do. But when I do it, I have my best days. That, and then what, don't you watch, do you watch television at all? I never, I didn't hear anything I'm about Netflix big, or TV. No, I'm not a big, I used to be a really big TV person. I would watch mindless television. And then when I started paying close attention to the things that I was like absorbing and how it made me feel. And I was like, do I really need to watch You know, it, it really cut out a lot of TV for me, but I'm back on this kick now where I'm really enjoying a good show. Which one? Like Sex Life on Netflix. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, a be- it's the best. Show. First of all, that show, I watched it all in one sitting. I did not move for the entire eight, 10 hours. That it was. It's really, it definitely got me on like, I'm like, I need to watch TV tonight. Oh, like, no I'm kidding. I'm so not like that. But I also love to lose myself in the show. Oh like, my God. It's I like soft porn. Yeah. And it also like, it's like an outlet, right? You can let go, but like things like hand, I loved Handmaid's Tale, loved it. I love docs. I love oh. things that I can learn from, but sometimes. Or sex like, life. It's <laughs> from that They're too. dating now. You know, they're a couple now. I know. I, uh, I found out from someone on my t- I, I can't take it. I need to know more. I need them to share more. I need them to go live. Oh my God. You have no idea. I, I'm like, literally after that show, I, I went like so deep on that thing. I like know everything about that guy. The girl's <laughs> fine. I don't care. But that guy, I mean. I actually love her. She's great too. But I'm saying the whole thing, to, she's fine. But the, the combination is they're amazing. Oh my God. That chemistry, you can't fake that you chemistry. Can, I was like, that is real. That's why, of of course, that's why it is like that. If that wasn't that you can't fake. No, that was real. That was some real connection there. Yeah. No shit. I do do love to lose myself in a show. I, I don't tend to turn on the TV and especially if I have like a big day or if I'm filming though, I don't like it's when like tomorrow I'm filming. So tonight I'm actually going to my girlfriend's for dinner, but no, what is today? Is today Wednesday or Thursday? Yeah. Oh, Wednesday. 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 I'm filming tomorrow, so I can't watch anything. But I, I, it's funny because I'm not, I'm not even disciplined. I don't even love the word disciplined because it goes back to I think that way of living where it was like I was so disciplined that it it didn't serve me. I'm pretty regimented that I know I know myself enough, right? That. For me to wake up tomorrow at five, because now the five thirty has to be yeah. five, so I can try to beat her. I need to get to bed by ten. Are you sleeping by ten? Oh, in bed. Okay, I'm in bed by ten. Probably, and- I fall asleep quite quickly. Wow. So then, okay, that's not that's not I too turn early. Sound machine. I have this little like dome sound machine, and I have a fan on every single night. What kind of machine? And Domes? I turn electronics off thirty minutes before bed. No so- phone nothing before I fall asleep. And that's where I like, I'll read and maybe write a little bit in a journal. Are you going to start doing writing in a journal now though? <laughs> I, you're what? You're paranoid. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be well, paranoid too. You know, when you write things, it's there. 
Trust me, I get it. I don't even, I, I would be too if I were you. Uh, <laughs> are, so are you going to do your own line of stuff, like your own line of supplements, your own line? Like what's, what's, how is, how are you going to, I know you don't want to tell me all your trade secrets on this <laughs> podcast, you know, like, but do you have something in the works that's happening that you want to, you want to share? If, I have something in the works, you guys, that I am busting at the freaking seams to share, but I can't just yet. But it's, I, I literally can't wait. I, I really feel that it's just, you know, it's going to give me the ability to share this practice with so many more people in a way that I've been wanting to do for a really long time. And that will definitely, you know, lend itself into um, some products in the pipeline. But right now, I wish I could literally tell you everything, but there, there are some things uh, next year. Oh, gosh. I know. I wanted you to tell me something that, you know, we can, you know, heard it here first, you know. Wish I could, but my... Sammy from my team would kill me. So. Sam, what does Sammy do? She's my COO. Oh, okay. Well, I'll ask Sammy. Tell Sammy that you have to come back on then before you launch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Sammy, if you're listening. <laughs> she, she will. She listens. They okay. all listen to everything. Awesome. So before I let you go, since I've had you on forever, um, <laughs> I want, no, I mean, like literally forever. Uh, poor girl. Been. It's been like an hour and a half and okay. I, I wasn't okay. expecting it to be this long. I, I just really enjoyed being with you. I knew I was, I, I knew it. Well, thank you. I really enjoy I re, you were, You're just a delight, actually. Just mm. a delight. You're welcome. Your voice is also so soothing. You should have like a, a meditation app where you just like, you just do it for people. <laughs> like you should be part of like, what's that one? Calm or headspace that they get like I do meditations on my set on the app. You do the actual speaking like in your voice with the, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to, I share meditations and there'll be, there'll be more coming there. But. It's so soothing. I mean, I, I, it's like a lullaby. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's true. It's like, wow, I get it now. Um, <laughs> uh, it makes sense to me now. It's, it's so lovely. Um, oh, you're so sweet. sweet. But did you, is that voice like over, is it, did your voice shift and change as you changed? Yes. I think I'm more grounded in my voice. Yeah. I because mean, I, my, I had an accent too. I had an upstate accent when I moved here. And you I did. Think I do anymore, but no, it's totally changed. I think the more that I've just gained self confidence, it's like I've honed in. Yeah, it's a, it's very very soothing, and it's like soft and nice. It's okay. <laughs> it's very nice. You're welcome. <laughs> um, what? Okay, the number one wellness tip, and then I'll let you kind of go meander about your day. I truly believe that it's cultivating a practice that works for you. So, you know, I just sat here and shared what works for me and my day. And we, we are, we're all so different. So it's, it's finding that, that, that habit, right. That you can continually come back to that. It doesn't feel like torturous, but makes you better and brings out that, that version of yourself that like, you know, is deep within there. But we all have to work at bringing that person out. But if somebody is not kind of sure and they need to have some direction, yeah. 
what would be one that you would tell people to start doing now? Besides, med- you can't say meditation. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say meditation and you can't say movement and you can't say mindfulness. Okay. I would honestly say, <laughs> you're so funny, yeah. to avoid touching your phone 30 minutes when you first wake up in the morning and watch how different you you move about your day. You're a different person and no social media, no emails, no texts, nothing. Okay. That's that fair. Seems, like easy, by the way, that's one of the hardest things to do. Oh yeah. I thought you were going to say colonics. No. I thought you loved that. It really is like bringing it back to basics. Yeah. Basics for sure. I mean, but you are a big colonics person. I've heard I, you talk. I love a colonic. Life. Wow. Where in LA do people go for colonics? Since a lot of people, I know you I go to that Gill guy. I have it saved in my phone. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but I have a great place that all my girls told me is phenomenal. I've never mm-hmm. been, but I've heard I tr- the people that have told me I trust. Well, you'll tell me. Would you let me know? And I'm yeah. gonna I'll put, I'll put in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vanya, if you're in New York. Vanya at Triscoll Balance is the best. Oh, I thought you like a guy named Gil. I used to see Gil. He's amazing. Gil really, like, I would say sparked a, a totally newfound love of wellness for me. But I, I've been seeing Vanya for a really long time. But I'm a huge fan of Gil's as well. He's awesome. Okay. So Vanya. Okay, what's the place called? In, what's it called? It, her handle is Triscoll Balance. T-R-I-S-K-E-L balance. You and how, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll Google it, but how often do you go? Like, and also I heard that if you start doing them, you can't go, you can't go on your own after a while. Is that That's not true? Complete bullshit. If anything, I'm more regular and it's all about the kind of colonics that you get. They're not all created equal. And I mean, I've been doing gravity colonics for a really long time and I had the worst bowels was always bloated, had horrible gut health, acne, everything. And it has made me so much more regular, but also the way that I eat, the, the way that I live my life, I follow food combining principles without it being rigid because it makes me feel better. Right. So it's, it's everything together. It's not I one thing. Far, if anything, like I'm very regular. It's not even about like, I don't go to become regular. It's more of just like releasing that toxicity buildup in your body that affects your mind when you start getting brain fog. And if I'm feeling out of my mind anxious, I it's connected to the gut. And it's yes, just for sure really worked for me. But I'm I'm a intuitive, like I don't have set, you know, I don't put things on the calendar. I go when I feel and it ends up being six to eight weeks. Wow. Okay. You're going to send that to me. Don't forget. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? You got cut out. What did you say? I said, it's like about the same length of time when I get my hair trimmed. Oh yes, exactly. I don't, I just, I know when I need to do it. Absolutely. No extensions either. That looks great. No. (laughs) I thought for sure there were going to be extensions in that. I'm like, no, I don't have extensions. I've never had extensions actually. Yeah, no, neither have I, but it's, I mean, your hair is gorgeous. You have a good head hair. Not today, I don't, but I have to say thank you. (laughs) Thank thank you. Thank you. We both, okay, fine. I'm going to own it. Like you said, thank you. You're welcome. 
Um, well, this has been really fun. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. You're so sweet and so easy to talk to. You just, you've been great. And like I said, I want you to come back on when you launch, you know, your plethora of products that will be, you know, down the pipeline. Okay. I will. I definitely will. Okay. So don't hang up. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, say goodbye. Oh no, actually tell people how to find you and then we can hang up. Yes. If they don't, if if you're living under a rock and don't follow (laughs) Melissa on Instagram, Melissa, tell people how they can find you. You can find me at Melissa Wood Health on Instagram. My website is Melissa Wood Health and my app is Melissa Wood Health where you can work out with me. I have a seven day free trial. I have over 250 plus workouts, guided meditations, truly something for everyone. Awesome. Well, thank you, Melissa. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Habits and hustle. Time to get it rolling. Stay up on the grind. Don't stop. Keep it going. Habits and hustle from nothing into something. All out. Hosted by Jennifer Cohen. Visionaries. Tune in. You can get to know them. Be inspired. This is your moment. Excuses. We ain't having that. The Habits and Hustle podcast powered by Habit Nest. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.